But first, interest rates are going up again. The Federal Reserve continues its fight to slow down inflation. But overall, it hasn't seen much change. But that's when it comes to consumer spending. As for the housing market, things are playing out a little differently. Joining us now is Dennis Rodkin, residential real estate reporter for Crane's Chicago Business. Hey, Dennis. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. Dennis, the Fed raised interest rates again to almost six and a half percent, as it has for the last few months. How is that affecting the housing market? Uh, It has already put quite a chill in, and it's likely to put in a bigger chill coming down as we go forward. Uh, We're already seeing home sales down pretty dramatically uh, during most of 2022, home sales were still above 2021, 2021 being the, the real boom that followed the pandemic. But in the last several months, we saw them drop below not only 2021, and I'm talking about the Chicago area specifically, sales dropped not only below 2021, but below the levels from before the pandemic, from the last normal years. And in the most recent data, home sales are down more than 5% from uh, 2019, from the comparable time in 2019, which mm-hmm. again is before the pandemic, um, people are priced out. The first time buyer market is um, slowing down dramatically. One one thing I read this morning is that at this time a year ago, if you could afford the payment on a $600,000 mortgage, now that same payment is on a $350,000 mortgage. Oh, Wow. Um, which is to say the amount of house you can buy or what you can pay for a house is dramatically different. Mm -hmm. And so what we're going to see is, you know, there's less of that wild bidding up that was going on. People were writing bids on the hood of the car outside the house this time a year ago. My goodness. Um, We're not seeing that. It's slowing down dramatically. So help us make the connection with these interest rates and mortgage rates. Why is it driving that up? Because the the interest, the federal interest rate and mortgage rates, they're two different things. They are. They tend uh, mortgage rates tend to follow uh, rises and falls in the Federal Reserve's interest rate. They they don't necessarily go by exactly the same figures, but as as the Federal Reserve raises rates, mortgage lenders tend to raise rates. And when the Federal Reserve cuts rates, mortgage lenders tend to cut rates. So they're they're essentially shadow. One is shadowing the other. Mm -hmm. In the last couple of years, the housing market's been white hot. Do you think that we'll see more of a slowdown? What are your predictions? I I think it's going to get we already. So as I said, we already see some signs and it could slow down even further. One of the, the factors that's sort of hiding behind all this is all those people who bought houses in the pandemic years, 2021, early 2022, when interest rates were the lowest they'd been in a lifetime, um, they're going to be locked into those those houses. They, they don't want to trade. I paid 2.6% on my mortgage. I don't want to go buy another house at 6.2%. And they actually have flip-flopped like that from 2.6 all the way up to 6.2% now. So I'm going to stay in my house. So I'm not going to trade. So I'm going to keep my house off the market, which means those people who are buying, and there always are people buying, there's always yeah. household formation. There's always, we had another child and we need more room. We got divorced and need to, and we're splitting the the house we're splitting up and the house needs to be sold somebody died there are always reasons to buy or sell those people may find um that the market has even less inventory in it because 
people have this sort of locked in low payment from the 2020 to early 22 range, and they're just not going to put the house on the market. Yeah. So given that, what's your advice then for the new home buyer? You know, it's hard to say right now because there's so much uncertainty. Home prices are still rising, except in the city of Chicago. In our region, home prices are still rising. In August, prices dropped in the city. The median price of a home in the city dropped, but continued rising in the larger metro area. Um, there may be, there is now more inventory on the market than there was a year ago. There may be less that comes on the market in the near future. So prices are still going up. Your affordability, your affordability is being eroded by interest rates. It doesn't seem very likely that interest rates are going to go down anytime soon. So the, they, they will either go up or stay where they are. More likely they'll go up. So affordability may not change very much. If you want to bank on prices coming down, then wait. But they may not come down, and then you'll be paying more anyway. Mm -hmm. If you're just tuning in, this is Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking about the Fed's efforts to slow down inflation and what that means for the housing market. Our guest is Dennis Rodkin, residential real estate reporter for Crane Chicago Business. So the Federal Reserve, Dennis, has made it clear that it'll be as aggressive as it needs to be to get inflation under control. But considering that it hasn't made much progress so far, it seems more likely that its actions could push the economy into a recession. What would that mean then for housing markets? Well, that would make that would be very difficult. We are Chicago is one of the most vulnerable housing markets in a recession, partly because we suffered so badly from the last recession, from the last from the housing crash uh, that followed the last housing boom in 2007, eight. When we start, we crashed all the way through 2012. Um, we had one of the highest foreclosure rates in the nation. Our market, our housing market, has grown back slower than almost every other major city. That's something I track month to month, and we consistently are the 19th or 20th uh, city in terms of home yeah. prices rising. So we have a very large, we still have a relatively large number of people who are underwater on the mortgage, meaning they owe more on the mortgage than the house is worth. Um, and and our affordability is going away, not yeah. as fast as most other cities. So we were deemed quite uh, vulnerable in the case of a recession. And another thing that could happen in a recession uh, is one thing we still see booming like crazy is purchases up at the upper end of the market, people who are, just don't really have to worry about interest rates. Mm -hmm. I have millions of dollars in cash to buy a home. But if a recession really kicks in and I'm not going to get my bonus or my business may be struggling or those kinds of things, right. then those kinds of sales slow down as well. And as you know, every home purchase has a multiplier through the economy. I buy a house and then I buy curtains and carpets and furniture and whatever exactly. it is. And of course, if I bought a $10 million house, I'm spending a heck of a lot more on that stuff than if I buy a $100,000 condo. Well, let's, so let's, dig into the, let's dig into the vulnerability just a bit more here, Dennis, because okay. it, it's really striking to me, just in reading your story, just talking about what you said, that the amount of homeowners underwater, right, owing more on the mortgage than, than the home is worth. What is it that makes us here in Chicago that much more vulnerable? Well, um, one thing is we have either population loss or extremely small population growth year after year after year. Um, so there's not as much demand for housing 
as there is in Texas, California, all those places that are booming. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the more people move away, the fewer houses there are, the, the fewer households there are that need to either buy or rent. We have, so uh, as a result, we have very little new construction compared to other cities. Um, we're vulnerable because demand is dropping. We're vulnerable because um, our very high property taxes really worry people. And if the equation shifts enough to the point where I don't want to own a house in Illinois, mm -hmm. I want to own a house somewhere else or I want to rent here, that will also damage our market. Uh, and and we have this large number of people who are already underwater. We had it's it's about 13 percent of homeowners with a mortgage are underwater now. Mm -hmm. That's actually improved. We used to have about 30 percent. Wow. Because our mortgage, because our um, sorry, our home values were rising so slowly that if I bought my house in the 2004 to 2007 range, I bought it at such a high price that it was virtually impossible for me to come up from underwater without the market rising. So so us being at 13% rising. now, where are we when it comes to the national average? We have one of the highest. Uh, I think I think Miami and Baltimore are the two that are, I'm sorry, Miami and Detroit are the two that are higher. And in Miami, a lot of that is investment properties. I bought condos that I was going to put on Airbnb and things like that. Uh, but as as far as big industrial cities, we have the highest mm -hmm. rate of people who who owe more on the house than it's worth. And so, the, and one of the reasons that makes us vulnerable is if I held on to my house for all this time, and it's not performing, and I still owe more than it's worth, there is an incentive there for me to just walk away for do what uh, in the last housing boom was called jingle keys, where you just mail the keys back to the mortgage. Uh, broker mm -hmm. and say, I don't want the house anymore. I wouldn't make any anything on selling it. So you take it. We didn't have that as a very large phenomenon during the last foreclosure crisis. And it's not entirely, I, I ha don't have a good ex explanation for why more people didn't do it. But if you sat through that uh, crash and you're still, you and your value is crashing again, I think people would be very vulnerable to saying, mm -hmm. you know, this thing doesn't perform for me here. You take it. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is the Chicago housing market is highly vulnerable to a decline if the U.S. economy dips into a recession. But in your reporting, you say it is not time to panic just yet. When is it going to be time to panic, Dennis? Because I'm I'm already scared. <laughs> well, that OK, so that is an if that's if we fall into a big recession. Um, also, one of the questions, as I said earlier, is will we continue to see prices go up mm -hmm. even though interest rates go up if our prices continue to rise? And that doesn't seem all that likely with interest rates now going up again and likely to do it yet again. Um, then we won't have as much to worry about because the more prices rise, the more there's that household, household wealth effect. I feel wealthy because my house is worth more than it was. Mm -hmm. I feel that there's more in my bank account, even though it's actually just in the equity of my house. Um, and so people would be would feel more comfortable, feel less vulnerable. Uh, it, it, I think it's time to be very, very watchful, but I would I don't think it's time to be panicking. That's Dennis Rockin, residential real estate reporter for Crane's Chicago business. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks, Sasha.